0: Welcome to a special edition of The Sassy Show, where you're only going to hear my voice. Okay, bad hair day. And who really wants to watch me read from a textbook? I mean, okay. So here I'm reading from the biology book. So I thought we'd learn some science today. Okay, here's a riddle for you. What has genetic material, exists by the billions, functions like a living parasite, but isn't truly a living thing? A virus. That's right. Those nasty little bugs that cause diseases, ranging from human HIV, to food poisoning, to the common cold, and even some forms of cancer, may be the world's most efficient parasites. But... In the strictest sense of the word, viruses aren't really alive because they can't reproduce outside of a host cell. People often confuse viruses and bacteria because both can make you sick in terms of how they're built, how they reproduce, and how they treat infections. However, viruses and bacteria are different. Unlike living bacteria, viruses aren't made of cells, they are just tiny pieces of DNA or RNA covered with protein as protection. Because they're so small, a fraction of the size of bacteria, you can't see them even with the aid of a light microscope. So and then this is what it, then it tells me how viruses attack the cells, which we really don't need to know. But that's a virus right there, okay. Um buh, 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 buh. Okay, because a virus needs a host. Okay, blah blah blah. Dun dun dun. Now we're gonna move to talking about immunity. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Now that's how your blood clots. Which is very interesting, by the way. Okay. Learning a lesson. Adaptive human defenses. Okay, your body's initiate defenses are incredible and they prevent infection by most of the microbes that enter, that that encounter your life. But every now and then, a microbe comes along that gets around your initiate immunity and into your body. When your initiate defenses are breached, it's time for the troops of your adaptive immunity to rally and fight back. Your adaptive immunity gets its name because it adapts and changes as you go through life and are exposed to specific microbes. If, for example, you're infected with E. coli, only those white blood cells that recognize particular molecules on E. coli will be activated. If you face a different infection, say a bacteria infection, like a staph infection, only this set of white blood cells that recognize specific molecules are on E. The you know on the staff infection will be activated. In other words, your adaptive defenses come to your rescue. Exactly the right team of white blood cells is activated to fight each you know disease here, each virus. That means your adaptive defenses learn to recognize specific um, pathogens after you encounter them. One of the awesome features of your adaptive immunity is that it can remember something that it's already encountered before. Okay. So, your immune system can respond more efficiently when you re-encounter a particular pathogen. I'm not good at talking about scientific words. But I am. I was very awesome at at taking tests on biology because I love biology. Biology is very, very awesome. I suggest people learn what it is. Okay. Usually, you're not aware of all the microbes roaming the world because A, you can't see them, and B, your initiate immunity keeps most of them from bothering you. Okay, here it is. See, we have two different parts of our immune system initiate immunity keeps most of them from bothering you. It's the built-in immunity that you have due to the way the human body is constructed. Like the walls of a fortress, your initiate defenses can repel all attackers, meaning they're not specifically targeted to one particular pathogen. So it's not specific for just one virus, like the common cold, for example. attacks all one, all different viruses that attack the body. You only notice microbes if they manage to get past your initiate defenses. When this happens, you need your adaptive immunity to come to your rescue. Your initiate defenses have several ways of fending off all these viruses that you encounter. Okay. Physical barriers. Whether your skin and mucous membranes are the barriers that physically block access to your tissue and organs. You can think of these as the walls that surround your castle. Okay. Another one is chemical barriers. The pH of your stomach acid is a chemical barrier that prevents microbe growth. In other words, your stomach acid is kind of like the boiling oil that the castle defenders dump over the walls onto invaders. Okay, then you have cells that patrol your body in search of microbes and alert your immune system of impending invasions. Then you have other ones, because I cannot pronounce the other one. Then you have other ones. There are certain white blood cells that seek and destroy microbes that have successfully entered your body. So even if the coronavirus has entered your body, certain white blood cells will seek and destroy them because they've entered your body. They actually wrap around invading microbes and eat them alive. That's what these blood white blood cells do. Um, inflammation. This is the alarm call that gathers white blood cells to the site of an invasion and helps contain and destroy them, the microbes. Okay, and then filters the mucus in your nose and your throat. And the hairs in your nose actually act as filters that trap microbes and prevent them from getting deeper into your body. But that's not the only filtration system at work. You have your lymphatic system that screens your body's fluids for present the presence of microbes and destroys any that it finds. All these filters act as like a little moat around a castle slowing the enemy down. So see, you have two different parts of your immune system at work at all times. You have your initiate and you have your adaptive. Now, adaptive is just as it sounds. Your body has to adapt to new viruses. We have been exposed to so many different viruses. I mean, I can't even tell you how many viruses that we've been exposed to. It's it's crazy. Let me see if I can find it here on the on my phone. Probably not, but you never know. Okay, wait. Mm-hmm. Nope, nope, that wasn't it. So I'm just trying to make a point that your body is built in such a way where your body will be able to attack any new viruses that come into your body. Why? Because, like I said, that's what your body's supposed to do. I'm trying to see if I have it here. No, I don't. Um, But I will read you this. Okay, so here's the science. Okay, so two things. One. There is clear evidence that a prolonged social isolation is strongly linked to a host of physical and mental health problems. While people vary in their capacity to cope with isolation, it has emerged as a major risk factor for disease, like smoking cigarettes and more of a threat to long-term health than obesity. This seems likely due to elevation of stress, which gradually weakens the immune system, interferes with sleep, and can lead to a host of you know, maladaptive coping strategies. So for us to be isolated this long is not healthy. Also, okay, the face mask situation. With everybody freaking shaming people if they don't wear one or they don't have one on. And everybody, please have respect for me. No, no, shut up, people. Shut up. Shut up with the disrespect thing and shut up with people having have respect for you. And people have to wear them. First of all, I'm just going to say before I even read the scientific stuff, I'm over it. All right. If you can't figure out how to keep yourself from getting sick now, especially if you're vulnerable, that's your problem. I'm done with it. Everybody has a responsibility to keep themselves safe. It's not my responsibility to keep you safe. It's your responsibility. You are responsible for you and only you. Period. Face masks. Face masks make breathing more difficult. For people with COPD or asthma or other medical conditions, face masks are in fact intolerable to wear as they worsen their breathlessness. So think about that. You're making somebody who can't even breathe without and cover their face. You're making them cover their face to have respect for you, and you're killing them. Okay, let me go on. Moreover, a fraction of carbon dioxide previously exhaled is now inhaled at each respiratory cycle. Not good for healthy folks either. So you're wearing a face mask, and you're breathing out, You breathe in oxygen, you breathe out carbon dioxide. Now you're not really breathing it out into the air, you're breathing the carbon dioxide back into your body. Those two phenomena increase breathing frequency and deepness and and hence they increase the amount of inhaled and exhaled air. This may worsen the burden of COVID-19 if affected people wearing masks spread more contaminated air. This may also worsen the clinical condition of affected people if the enhanced breathing pushes viral load down into their lungs. So we're hurting more people by wearing masks. It's not healthy. Do the research. Look at the science. This is science. If Governor Cuomo and Governor Murphy and all the freaking ass governors actually did the research themselves, they would see this. But no, they don't want to do the research. They don't do research. They go with numbers. Which, by the way, are skewed. Because if a doctor claims that somebody died of covid when they died of a heart attack, or they died because they were obese, or they died because of natural causes, and they put COVID, they get more money from the insurance company. Just think about that for a second, too. How stupid people are. They don't see this all? I don't know. I don't know why you people on the internet don't understand how to do research. You see something or hear something, and all of a sudden, ba-boom, boom, you believe it. Here, I'm giving you actual science from biology book, and I'm giving you science from a scientist, okay, that people cannot, some people cannot wear face masks, and you shouldn't be wearing them driving your car, okay, if you're wearing them driving your car, you're a dumbass. I don't want to hear the excuse, well, I go from store to store, so I need to keep it on. Take it off! First of all, you can literally stop breathing. It's First of all, it's not helping your breathing as, as it is. And if you are driving a car and you stop breathing, you're going to crash and kill someone who's innocent. Not only are you going to kill yourself and maybe the passengers in your car, but you're also going to hurt other people. And if all you people care about is, oh, tell me, you know, how ironic... Wear a face mask and have respect. How about have respect for other people on the road and take off your damn face mask? Don't drive with it on. And people are touching them. They're moving them. You know, they're opening it from the top. They're not touching it from the ears to take it off or to fix it or to move things or or move it around. They're touching the front part of it. So what's the point of having it on anyway? It's stupid. And I'm not wearing one to the beach. Sorry, but not sorry. No. Not when it's freaking 90 degrees out and I'm outside. Am I gonna be? You can't even breathe when it's 90 degrees out in the first place. I'm gonna wear one while I'm at the beach. Oh, (laughs) no way, Jose. No way. So I'm gonna say that again. Face masks make breathing more difficult. Again, face masks make breathing. More difficult. For people with COPD or asthma or other medical conditions, face masks are in fact intolerable to wear as they worsen their breathlessness. Moreover, a fraction of carbon dioxide previously exhaled is inhaled at each respiratory cycle, which means it's not good for healthy folks either. Do the research I did so can you and I can tell you I have my biology book's in here because I love biology even when we had a <clears throat> even when we did the dissection I still loved it um, and I know I did not dissect a frog I dissected something else and I'm not going to tell you what I dissected though because <laughs> it's kind of gross I don't want to gross people out okay Okay, so that's basically the science behind this. So everything that the CDC says, wrong. Everything the WHO says, wrong. They don't even know what they're talking about. Then you have one person telling you to wear it, one person telling you not to, one person telling you this. And I will say this, all the people around that are telling you that it's mandatory to wear them in stores, they didn't, like, listen to the governor here in New York. His exact words were, it's mandatory to wear if, you, if the word if, if you can't do social distancing. Now, first of all, we this should have been like when it first started March 16th to wear the face mask. Not now in May. How stupid can people be? Second of all, we're not going to sit here and hope and pray it goes away because it's a virus. They don't just up and leave. Notice the flu season. We always say it's the season. You can get the flu at any time of the year. You can get a common cold any time of the year. You can get this any time of the year. That's what viruses do. They never go away. They lurk around. Can you imagine all the viruses that you've been exposed to in your lifetime that you've actually survived? You probably didn't even know you were exposed to it. And I will say this. When Governor Cuomo said that, I will find the tweet. Too, I'll find the tweet. But um, of something else. But when he said this, when he said people who are staying at home are the ones who are getting COVID, and he was shocked about that because they're already out shopping, they're already exposed to it. Everybody's been exposed. So to me, not keeping, not keeping. Us opened and closing us to try to help people? No. You're not helping people. You're actually, he's actually hurting people by doing that. Um, let me see where I can find it. Dun, 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 dun. Hold on. Mm-hmm. I will find the tweet. It was earlier this week. So today's Wednesday. I saw it Monday. So bear with me. But, oh, yeah, stop shaming people. Also, I mean, do we have to, you know, okay, number one, governors need to let the people decide what chances they want to take, okay, that's number one, okay, I'm tired of people telling us they're trying, they're making choices first, no, we live in a in a country where we have freedom to choose, so we should choose what we want to do. If people want to open their businesses up, they should be allowed to open them up. Now I'm not saying just open them wide up. No, be safe about it. Put up the plexiglass, but let them open. Let them handle it. It's really, really not that hard. Okay, dun 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 dun. Okay. Do you realize how many viruses we've been exposed to and survived? There are viruses that linger all the time as does bacteria. If you don't want to open your business, that's your prerogative, but let others make their own choice as well. All right. And here's the thing with small businesses. So, so I'm just going to give you a little back, background on me. It took me eight years to develop my business and get it to where I am today. People who don't own a business don't get that. If the big box stores like Walmart, Target and Home Depot can be open, so should small businesses. Plus, it's the small business that makes the economy tick. It's not Target, Walmart and Home Depot that make the economy tick. It's the mom and pops. They make they make the economy tick. So maybe people should learn that before they you know before they comment. Because I'm tired of hearing from people who have no idea, no idea how to run a business, because they've never run a business, tell people who run a business what to do, number one. Number two, I'm tired of hearing people tell people what to do. Everybody has, we have freedoms here. Let people decide what they want to do. You are not you, not, you don't tell me what to do. You don't pay my bills. I don't pay your bills. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm giving you facts. See, this is what people don't want to hear. They don't want to hear facts because then they're wrong. God forbid. God forbid you're wrong. Okay, let me see. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. I got to find the tweet because it was from a reporter. So a reporter up in Albany. Maybe it was farther than that. Maybe they deleted it. No, here it is. Okay. Okay, ready? First, I'm going to say this. So, Governor Cuomo said no one should be prosecuted for nursing home deaths. Yeah, because he's the one who put everybody there in the first place. The governor says vulnerable people are going to die from the virus no matter what you do. Let that sink in. Governor Cuomo said three days ago, Governor Cuomo said... Vulnerable people are going to die from this virus no matter what we do. And he said that. mm Well, I'm going to put that in. I'm going to save that so I can find it. And then I said this. It went from flattening the curve to finding a cure. From social distancing to house arrest. From 2 weeks to 3 months. From we're all in this together to snitch on your neighbors. From individual liberty to comply or pay a fine. We lost the target. And everybody knows it. All the governors know it. But they're not they don't have the guts to say that they were wrong. Number 1. And number two, they don't have the guts to know. Start the phase one, phase two. Everything should be open. Point blank. Everything should be open right now. So, that's that. Biology of your body. You have initiate immunity, adaptive immunity. Your body knows what to do. Two, number three, face masks are dangerous. They're dangerous for people who can't breathe originally without having a covering on your face and if you're healthy all you're doing is breathing back in the carbon dioxide that you're supposed to exhale you're not supposed to inhale that you inhale oxygen and four and four if you are shaming people for wanting to move on with their lives you're just a dumbass Shut your trap. You want to stay home? You want to stay under the rock? That you live, That you want to stay under your rock and live, live in your home the rest of the year? That's your prerogative. Go for it. I don't care. But don't tell other people who want to move on with their lives that they can't. That's wrong. And I will end on that note. Don't be a dumbass. That's what I'm going to end on. Don't be a dumbass. I will probably have something to add on the Sassy Show tomorrow, which will be Thursday, May 21st, at 3 p.m. on my Facebook Live. And then you can also get it on YouTube when the show is over. And there you go. So thanks for tuning in and listening, and I will see you all tomorrow.